Music. Entertainment. Forces Life. The Forces Station. This is Team Talk. Hello and welcome to Team Talk. It's the show that's all about Forces families. I'm Charlie. And I'm Jill. And we're dedicating the next 30 minutes to Forces Life. Coming up, we hear another family time from Portsmouth, this week featuring a military spouse who's a social media star. We'll get some expert advice from someone in the know about making Instagram and Facebook work for you. This week's little victory comes from five-year-old Aniella from Brunei, who spends as much time as she can playing and being kind to other little boys and girls who might not be as lucky as she is. And finally, we hear the second part of my interview with the Olympic legend and ex-PTI, Chris Akabusi, MBE. If you're from a Forces family, you've come to the right place. Team Talk is the show all about you. We like to kick off the show by having some family time. And here's what happened when Louise and Charlie headed to Portsmouth before the lockdown started to meet Sarah. She's a military spouse, but also an Instagram influencer and family vlogger with over 40,000 followers. BFBS. Team Talk. This is my station. This is the Forces Station. Welcome to Family Time. If you don't know me, my name is Louise and I'm the founder of the charity Little Troopers. I was in the army. My spouse is still in the army and my child is a not so little little trooper. Me and Charlie are so excited to hear all about the story, the military life, the journey with Sarah. Sarah, welcome to Family Time and thanks for joining us today. Tell me a little bit about how your military journey started. Um, it was about 10 years ago now. So I was out visiting a friend um, out in the Middle East and had just finished a long-term relationship and wasn't looking for another relationship and bumped into my husband in an Irish bar. And yeah, he was very... Persistent doesn't sound like a good word. <laughs> he was very keen, keen, keen is good. And yeah, just from then, like just, you know, when you connect with someone and we did long distance for a little bit while I was up in Scotland and he was still out there and down in Portsmouth. And then we moved to London together when he got drafted there in 2012. So the early days, when you say you were at university, you used to travel pretty much every weekend to make it work. Yeah, he used to, bless his little heart, when he was in Portsmouth, he used to do the drive. He used to drive up every weekend all the way up to Scotland to see me. And then I would, I think probably actually he came out a lot more than me, up a lot more than me. But I went out to Bahrain when he was there because he was doing four months there, two months Portsmouth, like back and forth. So I probably actually made more trips out to the Middle East to see him than actually Portsmouth. (laughs) So the Navy's always been in his life, but the military wasn't in your life. You're not a military child, are you? But you did move around quite a bit. Yeah, so... My dad always used to laugh. He's like, I bet, I always bet that you were going to end up with an expat husband or a military husband just because of our background, because my dad was in the oil industry. So we kind of moved to a lot of the same places a lot of the military kids were at. Um, Obviously longer postings. But yeah, I left the UK when I was two and didn't really go back till I was 18 for university. Really? So yeah, Rob was like, I'm quite glad I found someone like you who understands like moving around. And and your parents weren't particularly surprised when you met Rob and he was in the military. So they knew you were going to sort of enter a life of moving around. Yeah, definitely. Although my dad last is like, I think you would have prefer- probably preferred more abroad drafts than being stuck <laughs> in the UK. But you haven't had any nice sunshine postings no, yet? No, not yet. <laughs> Still got my fingers crossed. <laughs> so you lived abroad a lot when you were a child. You met Rob. You're now sort of pregnant with Isla. Um, 
And then just before she's born, you have to do this massive move to a new place. Do you remember how that made you feel? Were you excited? Were you sort of nervous about that first move? I felt awful because um, I really liked living in London. So we got a draft in London and our first uh, marriage quarter was in London. Is that um, unusual for Navy? Like, Yeah, it was a tri-service. Um, tri so yeah. it was quite a good one to it get and you were there anyway. And he didn't go anywhere. He was there all the time. So it was great. And I loved London. I worked in central London. And yeah, he actually came down here to Portsmouth before me. I had to wait till I went on maternity leave before I came down. You've been in Portsmouth six years now. What did you do before? Like, it sounds like you were really established before you met Rob. What was your career before before you ended up moving, I guess, from London? Um, fashion buying. Oh, was it? Yeah, so you had, you had your career? Yep. And again, that was like going from London, working in central London in a big, nice, fancy office and whatever else and then getting dragged down here. I was like, oh, no. But How did that, like, obviously you gave all that up for him. Yep. But I always, I kind of, when I was on maternity leave, I knew I'd find, or I'd hoped I'd find another job down here. I never really had it in my head that I would give up my career. I always thought that I'd try and make it work around military life and kids and everything else. You seem to be trying to do that because obviously you've you've got an online presence with your Instagram and, and going that that side of things are you managing to find that balance or make it work <laughs> the whole online thing was kind of it was an accident because it was only meant to be a hobby that just kind of got bigger and bigger and has now become another job anyway but back when I was on maternity leave when we first moved here and I started it it was just meant to be like a little project that I did myself so even by the time I found another job down here when I was about to go back off maternity leave to, with Phyla but obviously couldn't commute back up to London when I'd started job hunting things picked up a little bit with the whole online side of things and then as soon as I got my new job and started it within a year the online stuff had just rocketed so yeah it became the second job that I wasn't expecting at all but I love it. <laughs> so Sarah you I would say I follow you on Instagram um you live a very civilian life yes your husband's in the navy yes you live in navy accommodation but your life is very civilian. I don't think many people would necessarily um, look at your Instagram and say she's in the military community. Do is do you purposefully not identify as a military wife? I think maybe because I came into it just with meeting Rob rather than having any sort of preconceptions or any ideas of or any intention of being in that kind of military lifestyle or whatever it's almost been like a bonus an addition onto my life rather than it taking anything away from my life if you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah so the people here where you live right now do you instantly look to the civilian community or the military community where you live for support? A mix Matt like definitely a mix we started getting to know our neighbours a lot better um, we had just this because we we're like in a cul-de-sac Every house was friends, like everyone there was friends of each other. And it was lovely in the summer, like kids all the kids play would out. play out and we'd have barbecues. And it was just, it was really lovely. But I think because I always kept on with my own career as well. And I think with moving around a lot as well, like I am good at keeping up with people. So I quite happily go up to London to see friends. I go home to Scotland to see friends and family. So it's just so nice having a good mix. Well, thanks for spending the time with us um, during family time. We'd like to ends this bit with three questions now the first question I'm going to ask you is what's been your favourite posting? Um, I probably still say London <laughs> definitely just because I think maybe the age we were at then as well I don't know if perhaps it would have worked as well with 
having the kids and the stages they're at, but for the stage we were at in our lives, like it was just great. We were living the dream. We were living in central London, in marriage quarters. And it just, it was really good fun, really good fun. We made a lot of really good friends. But on the flip side, obviously with the kids, we're happy here. And what would be your one piece of advice um, to another military family? To keep talking as long as you're really, really open and honest with each other and keep talking and are really open and honest with the kids as well, then it's just the best, best situation to be in. And finally, what's your favourite military memory? Homecoming. <laughs> um, we had a really good homecoming actually last year where, because Rob's been on small ships a lot and they don't tend to get the big homecomings and um, we, they managed to wangle one last year and it was just seeing the kids actually seeing the ship come in rather than just picking him up from somewhere and like just seeing them how proud they were of their dad it just makes me really emotional like even talking about it now it was just oh it was amazing I need to go to one of these navy homecomings they're the best they honestly are absolutely (laughs) sound amazing they almost make it worth (laughs) up Sarah you've been so amazing I've really loved our chat thank you so much for being on family time thank you for having me Music, entertainment, forces life, the FBS, the forces station. This is Team Talk, the song that serves me. I ain't rich, but I damn sure wanna be. Working like a dog all day ain't working for me. Hi everyone, my name is Lincoln. I am 10 years old and I live in Rolston, Alberta. One of my favourite songs is Buy Me a Boat by Chris Jansen. Money can't buy happiness, but it can buy me a boat. It can buy me a truck to pull it. It can buy me a Yeti 110 ice down with some silver bullets. Yeah. So, but it can buy me a boat. I like this song because when we first moved here, it was playing on all the radio stations when we were driving around America and Canada for our first family road trip. I keep hearing that money is the root of all evil, and you can't fit a camel through the eye of a needle. I'm sure that's probably true. But it still sounds pretty cool Cause it could buy me a boat Whenever I hear it, it reminds me of all the fun we had visiting new places buy me a Yeti 110 ice down with some silver bullets Yeah Now, whenever we go on a road trip We play this as our family travelling song well, maybe so But it can buy me a boat It could buy me a truck to pull it it could buy me a Yeti 110 ass down with some silver bullets. Yeah, and I know what they say, money can't buy everything. Well, maybe so, but it can buy me a boat. Yeah, and I know what they say, money can't buy everything. Well, maybe so, but it can buy me a boat. You 
10-year-old Lincoln from Alberta with today's first Song That Serves Me, Buy Me A Boat by Chris Jansen. If you want to share your song that serves me, or just pass on a message to share with a friend that you're longing to see in lockdown, maybe they're somewhere else in the forces world and you haven't seen them in ages, you can drop us an email at teamtalk at bfbs.com. Now, in today's family time, Sarah talked about how she manages being a military spouse alongside being a very successful social media influencer. We've been scrolling through her Instagram and I can see her husband has been deployed, but she's doing an amazing job of still working from home, looking after her little ones and keeping everyone else's spirits up as well by sharing all their adventures. If you want to follow her, her handle is at thismummalife. Her social media presence started off as a bit of a side project, but she now has over 40,000 followers on Instagram and it's a source of income. For this week's In The Know, I've been chatting to Jackie Routenbach, head of social media from BFBS. You might just think it's a way of keeping in touch with friends and family all over the world, but have you thought about tapping into it as a way of working. It's an 11-week online course that can be completed from anywhere in the world. We now also have this digital army of military spouses who are incredible at social media and do it freelance. Some of them use it to upscale their business and some of the people that have completed the course just wanted to be part of that community and keep their professional skills up to date. Now, if you've already set up your own business that moves with you when you're posted, are you making the most of your Facebook or Instagram posts to generate more sales? Social media can make or break any business. And if you're just using it for the sake of using it, you're not going to see any return on your time and the investment that you put into it. It's important that you have like a clear strategy behind your output. And what's the one big tip for something you absolutely must do to make your professional social media feed successful? Video, video and video. Video outperforms any of the other types of content that we share. Making short, entertaining pieces of content will put you miles ahead of any of your competitors. And it isn't that hard, really. There's plenty of free video editing apps you can download on your phone. You don't need expensive equipment. And Lady Gaga's latest music video, Stupid Love, was shot entirely on an iPhone. I mean, if it's good enough for Gaga, it's good enough for me. You might already have started a blog, but could it really make you money? There are quite a few military spouses blogging, actually. Some of my favourites at the moment are That Twin Mother and IVF Mama 2020. Um, there's a business called Stanley Mod, um, which is another military spouse business. She shares her products but blogs at the same time. Um, it's a really refreshing way of promoting your business, actually. And once you build up that sizable following, it opens you up to businesses who are looking for people to represent their brand. The influencer industry is a multi-million pound industry, so it can be very lucrative. But it's also important to remember these blogs are run like businesses. They've regularly got to post the perfect image, share stories daily and be online constantly. As by no means an easy way to make money, it's hard work. If you want to learn more about how to master social media, you might have a teacher right under your nose. Children are growing up in the digital age and you'll find that most five-year-olds use an iPad better than their parents. With the shift towards a digital workforce, the increase in remote working, all the skills they learn using social media will come in handy. You know those really annoying selfies and videos that you just can't understand why they're taking it and why they're doing it? The way they like perfect the lighting and composition is something a seasoned content creator struggles with now. BFBS. The Forces Station. Team Talk. Team talk.
Jackie Rautenberg, head of social media at BFBS, with some great ideas on how to make yourself and your business more professional online. Maybe you've had to do some working from home during the lockdown and had to hone your digital skills. If you want to find out more about the free social media spouses training programme, go to sms.bfbs.com. We know things are still a bit funny right now. So here on Team Talk, we like to make sure that we set aside time each show to focus on all the great stuff that's happening in our military communities, especially the achievements of the little troopers from around the world. Aniella is this week's Little Victory. Hi, my name is Annie and I am five and I live in Brunei. When I visit the orphanage, I like to play with the children there. There's 58 children, big girls and boys, and little girls and boys. They love it when I come and always go around. I loved giving happy meals. It made me feel really happy. I love to make people happy. As well as visiting children at the orphanage in Miri, not far from her home, Annie also took gifts to give to children when she went on holiday. She went to Mabel near Sipadan in Malaysian Borneo, which is a popular place for scuba divers, sun seekers and holiday makers. But it's also home to the sea gypsy families who live and work on the water. Along with her mum and dad and their family friends, they packed their suitcases full of treats to take to these families who don't have very much. When I go on holiday, I like to take clothes for the sea gypsies. I like to hand out balls, hairbrushes, playing cards and other games. It makes me happy. It did make me feel happy. It made people happy. You made people happy by giving them... Sweets and cookies. Be kind. Aniella's advice to everybody is to be kind. And it's something that makes her mum, Rachel, really proud. To describe Aniella, I would say she's very caring, very kind, sweet-natured... She's really calm, chilled little personality. And the thing that we're most proud of with her is she's just so caring and loves helping out everything that me and Gaz do in terms of the orphanage of schools, when we've been on holiday and, and taking things for the sea gypsies. She just loves getting involved. She's not shy. She's straight up there handing sweets out and gifts and anything that we've, we've brought with us, colours, pads. I hope she takes it on into her future life. But it's definitely brilliant for her to get to do that this side of the world and see, you know, that not everybody just gets everything handed to them on a plate. And it's definitely made her more grateful. She's always thinking of others. She's just so lovely and helpful. And, yeah, it's been amazing for her to be part of everything with us. Hi, my name's Harmony. I'm 14 years old. Currently live in Canada. It's you. It's always you. My favourite song right now is by Ali Gatti. It's you. I know it's gonna be you. It's you. It's always you. Met a lot of people, but nobody feels like you. So please don't break my heart. Don't. I know how 
with stars Trust me, I've been broken before Don't break me again I am delicate Please don't break my heart Trust me, I've been broken before uh, It means so much to me Because it reminds me of my friends back in the UK Feels not a lot of people But nobody feels like you So please don't break my heart The Forces Station. 14 year old Harmony from Canada choosing her song that serves me, It's You by Ali Gatti. A massive well done to Annie, who was today's little victory. She's doing an amazing job helping other children all around the world. And that simple but powerful message, be kind, is one that we should all remember during these tough times. Annie, hope you're soon back playing with other children and sharing gifts with them. Now over this 13-week series, Team Talk is hearing from a range of stars who've come from military backgrounds. A few weeks back, we heard the first part of Charlie's interview with Chris Akabusi. You know him as an Olympic athlete, but of course he was also in the British Army, in the Royal Signals and the PT Corps. Here's part two. I just got my first post in. I was 25, I was, and I was going to um, one PWO, the Principal's of Regiment Yorkshire. There's an infantry battalion. I said, I said to Gus, OK, listen, fellas, I'm your PT buster. I'm going to be in charge of your fitness. And don't worry, I'm not going to ever ask you to do anything that I can't do myself. Sir, aren't you going to the Olympics? Ah, yeah, good point. (laughs) So obviously that one didn't work. But in the end, you can make sport fun. The fact is we've got to do it. I mean, I'll be out there. I'll join in. I'll have my team make it fun. And they've got an overarching purpose. It's actually easy to do. One-on-one, you work with them and you talk with them and you you support them in their journey. You're not barking orders. You are listening. And then you're you're working with the information they give them to support them in supporting themselves to get back to to wellness. So that's it, really. And you continue to motivate people now because you are a motivational speaker. Yeah, exactly. I earn my money now at corporate conferences doing motivational speaking. And really, it's storytelling, telling stories about my time as a soldier, telling stories of my time as a sportsman, and then encapsulating that in pithy sayings. So, for example, one of my core themes is the past is for reference, not for residence. We get to choose to construct the story we want that best fits us. Many times, unwittingly, we can see all the negativity in our life, and we can really paint a bleak story of our present and our future. Not what happens to you that matters, it's what you make of what happens to you that counts. Pick the good stuff and create a good story for today in order to get towards a better future. And also, therein lies another gift. As people, we've got this wonderful capacity to dream and conjure up our idle version of ourselves in the future. Make them great dreams. Vivid dreams, powerful dreams, and then live into the ideal version of yourself and act as if and talk about those dreams. And you'll be amazed if you construct the right pathway and you talk about great stuff. 
about how that affects the people in your life. It's contagious. It's like a contamination. And so then you get the right people in your life in order to be what you want to be. And it, and it works. I'm testimony to that. It actually works. So dream big. Take action and play with those wonderful people that come into your life. That's great advice because when we're small, we do have a dream. And to focus on that and make it happen, it can. 100%. And, and you're so, so right. When we're young, we have this beautiful dream. And then when you get into your later teens, the dream can be stolen from you as you want to fit in with everybody else. And you can fit in with the people that are going places or you can fit in with the people that are going nowhere. And we do get to choose. And sometimes we can find ourselves dragged into the people who are going nowhere because they might look like they're the core group or they might look like they know what they're doing or we don't want to feel to be left out. As a young person, to really dream as to who do you really want to be and find the group of people that are going there. A lot of people that are poor in this world are poor because only people that they know and they work with are poor people. When you're talking about poor, it doesn't mean financially. It's mean your choices no. and your your yeah. decisions. Exactly. It's, it's the poor choices. What I call stinking thinking. <laughs> I love that, stinking thinking. Yeah, you can have stinking thinking. Not, not everything is measured in pounds, shillings and pence. Teachers are not the best paid people in the country, yet they, they do a vital job. You know, at the moment in the system in the country right now, with COVID-19 and the coronavirus, we're now all of a sudden rediscovering nurses, doctors, consultants, the vital job that they do. So that's what I'm saying when I talk about, you know, it's, it's poverty of spirit, poverty of thinking. And yes, it could be poverty in, in, in money, which richness of spirit, being rich like a teacher, rich like a nurse. You're the one who's going to articulate what the richness is in your life. Not me. It is your life. So you're the one who's going to decide what that is. But whatever it is, make sure you make the most of it. Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us here on Team Talk. We've absolutely loved having you. And hopefully we will catch up with you again soon. Hopefully. Face to face next time, Charlie. Face to face. Check it out. All right. Hi, my name's Georgie. I'm 12 years old and I live in Canada. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, wavy when I turn it on. Off from my city, off from my home. One of my most favorite songs is Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake. I got that sunshine in my pocket, got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Ooh, I can't take my eyes off it, moving so phenomenally. Come on, like the way we rock it, so don't stop. The reason I love this song is because it just brightens up my day, no matter how down I'm feeling. Oh. Uh, 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 uh.
my school we all dance along to it to raise money for charity. And finally, it reminds me of all the good times shared with friends. BFBS, the forces station. This is Team Talk. So that's it from us here at Team Talk for another week. We heard another great family time in Portsmouth with Louise from Little Troopers speaking to Sarah or at This Mama Life about her military journey and her career in social media. Plus, we got some good advice on In The Know about how we can all become more tech-savvy and boost our online presence. We celebrated Aniella and her little victory this week. She's being kind to lots of other children all around the world, playing with them and bringing them gifts. And of course, we heard from the one and only Chris Akabusi, MBE, for this week's Speaking From Experience. Today's soundtrack was picked by Georgie, Harmony and Lincoln, forces children from all around the world who chose their songs that serve me. Join us next week for more of the same or catch up on all the episodes. Head to bfbs.com forward slash podcasts. Team Talk is produced by TBI Media with support from the Audio Content Fund. Until next time, goodbye. Stay safe. See ya.